0: Hello lovely people, welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host Gloria and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, visit the website at backtoasilly.com. Hello, lovely people. I hope you are doing amazing today. All right, so before we dive into this topic, I have one question for you. Now, what herbs and spices do you have in your cabinet right now? You don't have to get up and look. (laughs) You can just think about it. I'm pretty sure a few of them come into your mind initially. Now, the variation that you have in your kitchen, of course, it varies according from house to house. And, of course, this varies around the world according to a cuisine that's in accordance to your ethnicity. Now, a few favorites around the world include cumin and cilantro, that's worldwide. Garlic is, extra, uh, is dominant in Europe and Africa. And, then of course, oregano, which is dominant in the Mediterranean area. Now, out of all the countries that we have, there are 36 world cuisines, 36, according to research done by Datadial and Kidstone. That's quite a lot of cuisines, you guys. Now, out of all those cuisines, there's only one, within the last five years, there's only been one country that's been the top producer, consumer, and exporter, and that is India. Now, you, of course, can be your own top producer, consumer, and exporter. And how do you do that? By growing your own herbs and spices that are in your cabinet. Now this, of course, cuts into your grocery bill, which is awesome. And it also strengthens your relationship to those plants that you are growing. I think this is where they get the, um, you know that reference of grandma and she is cooking and she like sticks one, like an elbow while she's kneading the bread or sticks a finger in the food to enrich it. I don't know if that's where that saying was derived from. I don't know. It makes sense. But anyways, so all of these spices add value to your meal and they can also add value to your health. As every plant does, all spices have their unique phytochemical profile. Now knowing this, you can apply these herbs and spices medicinally as well. So if you go back to episode 3, we discussed Two things that you need to consider to decipher the best ways to partake of herbs. And if you haven't listened to the episode, I'd recommend you head over and listen to that first before we delve into the, excuse me, the medicinal uses of herbs and spices that we'll be discussing today. So we're going to combine, the way I broke this down, so we're going to combine the four humors with the four elements of cooking. Now, if you remember the four humors, be it hot, cold, wet, and dry, and then the four elements of cooking, let's see. The four elements of cooking are salt, fat, acid, and heat, according to Chef Salmon. Now integrating those two and then incorporating your top ten common spices. Um, granted this will vary from house to house, so I know I have my top 10. I wrote down a general consensus of these top 10 herbs. So we have ginger, turmeric, garlic, basil, cinnamon, cumin, bay leaf, cayenne, coriander or cilantro, and rosemary. And we're going to use all these herbs, or rather spices and or. To apply medicinally. And I will link in the show notes all these recipes for you guys today. So essentially there are four ways that you can create uh, a concoction for medicinal uses. Now if you're to think about the common things that happen within your home. The top four of course are upset stomach and nausea. Pain and bruises and scraping. Um, let's see, infections, of course, and just a general uplifting tea for yourself. Now, those are the most common things that happen within the household. These vary, of course, according to the house. So I created, so there are a couple teas here, a poultice, a rub, and infection, concoction. All right, so we'll start with the calm stomach tea. Now, most of these recipes will actually only incorporate about two spices, which is awesome. You got you don't have to go overboard with the spices just as you wouldn't with herbs because they're very potent when they're mixed correctly. So you don't have to overdo the mixture. So for the calm stomach tea, we have ginger and cinnamon. Now these both have carminative properties as well. And the ginger in particular is anti-inflammatory, so it'll help with any inflammation that's going on with this in the stomach that may be causing upset, um, and it also helps combat nausea as well. Now, the chai tea, this one is actually one of my favorites. This is, I called it, it's like an antioxidant tea blend. Um, you can also use it, I like to use it before bed to calm yourself. It's also great for athletes to drink in the evening to help with muscle regeneration and just general cellular regeneration to build your muscle and endurance. So in this chai tea, we have turmeric, ginger, and cinnamon. Now, of course, they all have anti-inflammatory properties, which is awesome, and they're also very rich in antioxidants, hence they're rich in color, with the red hues and the orange as well. Now, as for the poultice, now, there are different ways to apply herbs. Poultice is a really nice one for topical applications. It's a very quick um, formulation versus a salve. So if you don't have a salve on hand, a poultice is really nice to apply. Um, Essentially, what you do is you boil, you make your herbal concoction in water, and uh, you take the Uh, You take the herbs, not the liquid, you take the herbs once it's done, and you place it within a cheesecloth, any cloth really that you have on hand, and you use that, the herbs within that to form like a ball, and you'll apply it to wherever the pain or bruise is on the body. So it's very quick in application. So in this formula we have cayenne. And coriander. Now, cayenne is really nice for bruising, for reducing the inflammation and pain. And the coriander or cilantro was very rich in antifungal and antibacterial properties, so it'll help with any um, any scrapes or open wounds in pertaining to your bruise, which is nice. It's also it's also safe for kids as well. Now, the pain relief rub is actually one of my favorites. Um, So, this concoction includes cayenne and ginger. Now, both of these are anti-inflammatory, and the cayenne, although it is a bit, um, it's hot. It's that hot aspect of the humor. So, being hot, it also, okay, so, when when there's pain of any sort, Alternating between hot and cold is really beneficial to help with reducing inflammation and pain in general. So having the cayenne in there with the hot aspect and then using these spices and herbs, I like, or they could be ultimately mixed with aloe vera, aloe vera gel, and then applied into the skin so that way it's absorbed into the skin. It's really nice. So it's cooling and heating at the same time, which is awesome and then the last formulation is infections now we'll be using two of the spices here which is coriander and rosemary now we spoke about coriander earlier with its potent antiviral and antibacterial properties and rosemary has the same as well so it's very beneficial you can infuse it as a tea to ingest to help purify the blood and the lymphatic system or you can apply it topically so you can use it either or all right guys so that concludes this episode uh check the show notes for these recipes in particular and i will have more this was just a general consumption or consensus rather of these applications um yeah And let me know. I want to know what you guys are using within your cabinet. And this is a great way to to start your own at-home apothecary and medicinal cabinet. So that way you have things at your house that you can use um, in the case of an emergency. All right, guys, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week. All right, bye-bye.